Christchurch, New Malden, Sunday the 16th of April 2023, 9.30 service. Tim Davis speaking on the resurrection in Matthew. Um, what are we looking about? What are we thinking about? What are we looking at today? We are thinking about what the different Gospels say about the resurrection of Jesus. That's what we're doing the next three weeks. And I hear you say, the what says about who says about what? Well, there are four books in the Bible called Gospels. Does anyone know what Gospel means? Good news. There we go. Um, there are four books. They're called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in the names of the authors who probably wrote them. And Gospel means good news. So today we're thinking about the story of Jesus' life. That's what these Gospels are about, the story of Jesus' life and the good news that was the life of Jesus. Uh, next week we'll be looking at Luke and the week after that John. Uh, we're not really looking at Mark because it's pretty much the same as Matthew. So think of it Matthew and Mark, but just Matthew really today. Anyway, we're going to be looking at the story of the resurrection of Jesus in Matthew. And it's a story which I think is in two parts. And each of those parts is in two parts. Anyone feeling confused? Yeah, hopefully you won't be by the end of it. Anyone disappointed they're not getting a traditional Anglican three-point sermon? Can't help you there. Sorry. Um, anyway, as I said, the resurrection of Math- in Matthew's Gospel is in two parts. And the first part, as I said, is kind of in two parts. It involves two different versions of what supposedly happened. But first, I want to make sure we all kind of know what we're talking about. Um, what is the resurrection all about? How did, how did we get here? Well, we've been looking at the Easter story the last couple of weeks, haven't we? Last week was Easter Sunday, and we heard all about um, the rise, um, Jesus dying and rising to life. And the week before, we had our Easter praise. We acted out the whole um, story of Easter. Um, so I thought we'd have a quick reminder of some of those key words that you might have heard. So, first of all, cross. What is the cross all about? The cross is a wooden structure on which Jesus died. How is the cross different from crucifixion? There's another word you might have had. Well, crucifixion is the way in which Jesus died. He was hung up on that cross and had horrible nails put into his hands and feet. And it was very painful. And he died in a really horrible way. Why did this happen? Well, because the chief priests, those are the guys who are in charge of their temples and their churches in the time of Jesus, they didn't like him. And so they had him arrested by the Romans, who were in charge of Israel at the time, and they had him put to death. And the chief priests thought that this crucifixion would be the end of Jesus. And so, too, did a lot of Jesus' friends, his disciples, think that. What's a disciple, I hear you ask? Okay, disciples were a group of people who followed Jesus around. Jesus called 12 of them to be his special friends and followers, who went with them everywhere. And after Jesus died, they laid his body in a tomb. What's a tomb? Well, a tomb um, was a place to bury people who had died. Usually a cave with a big stone put in front of it, which would stop anyone getting in. I suppose also, although it shouldn't really be necessary, stop anyone getting out. And then finally, the word of the day, resurrection. What is resurrection? When we think about resurrection... It describes what happened when God brought Jesus back to life and then Jesus went to heaven to be with God. 
Now, when Jesus came back to life, there's a fair bit of confusion because you don't expect people who had died to come back to life. And there were different stories about what exactly happened, who saw him, and where they saw him. And the different gospel writers have different events because they're talking about different things that happened. And it can all seem a bit of a mystery that I think needs investigating. Um, fortunately, in the gospel accounts of the resurrection, there are lots of clues as to what happened and who discovered them. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to investigate these clues about the resurrection of Jesus. And we're going to do it by playing the classic 70s and 80s game show, Give Us a Clue. Uh, we're going to need some volunteers for this, and uh, we've got some special guests in church today. Our former curate, Luke Wickens, and his lovely wife, Sarah, who have agreed, yeah, vaguely willingly, to come and be part of our couple. So Luke and Sarah, up you come. But also, uh, John and Helen Cook as well, who very kindly agreed to also go. John and Helen, we also come up to the stage. Now, um, what happens in Give Us a Clue is... You have two minutes to guess as many of the five words and or phrases that are going to appear on screen. Now, between you, you need to decide who is going to mine the words and who's going to try and guess them. Luke and Sarah, you can go first. Or actually, no, I'm going to let John and Helen go first, I think. Actually, yeah, because I think the second one's harder and you'll appreciate from the Vic as well. So, I did just say that. So, John and Sarah, if you could step just to the side. Uh, Johnny, you miming as Helen uh, guessing. My miming? Oh no. You're miming, right. <laughs> Helen, if you could stand here with your back to that screen, I'm just going to turn the uh, oh, oops, words off of this one. There we go. Yeah, you thought you could find a cunning plan to cheat, haven't you? So, John, in a moment, the first word is going to come up on that screen, and you're going to have to mime that word. As soon as you've got it, as soon as you think you know, just shout out through your microphone what you think they are, Helen. And as soon as you've got it, I know. They used to teach me. This is in no way revenge. <laughs> no. This is complete revenge. We used to teach <laughs> I don't live him, these both of us. At all. So, let's have it. The first word, take it away. Oh, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> and a click. Go for it. Uh, one, back one more. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. March. Sorry, it's not that one. We've gone to the wrong Oh. Here we go. Go for it. On the floor, on the floor, on the floor. Explosion, bomb. <laughs> yeah, this is the easy one, Luke, yeah. Two words, two syllables, okay. Second syllable. Sounds like, shiver, shake, shake, thank you. Keep going, no, no, keep going, keep going. Kate, I need you. It sounds like. Please don't do birth, for the love of. <laughs> uh, has everybody got all day, by the way? <laughs> you got two minutes. What's the lunch? Let's move on to the second one. Okay, let's have the screen back up then. We're going to get earthquake. Oh. Okay, would have been earthquake. Oh, it was close, wasn't it? Let's have the camera back up the next one, which I think we've just lost. Crown, head. Wings, angel. Angel, bring it next one. <laughs> World, push, heavy, stone, rolled away. Yes, brilliant. Okay, let's see. Time's all set. Let's see if we can get the last one or two. I didn't look. <laughs> uh. 
shoot, gun, kill. That well-known biblical kill, scene where death, a machine gunned everyone. Second syllable, first two words. First word, shoot, guns, <laughs> second. Come on, people, help me. <laughs> Die. <laughs> All right, it was soldiers' fate. Let's go on to the last one, John. See if we can get it. <laughs> First, one word. Heaven. Crucifixion. Die. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Right. Thank you, John. You guys can sit down. Thank you. Um, we only have seven years to We do. You. And we took you on a school trip. Uh, yeah, they don't forget either. No. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. I will never ask you to do anything like that again soon. Um, so that list of things is essentially what happened. There was an earthquake, an angel, the stone was rolled away, the soldiers fainted, and Jesus was there. Let's have a look at what it says in the Bible. It says this. After the Sabbath at dawn... On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. And the guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. Something amazing happened, didn't it? There was an earthquake, an angel. The soldiers were terrified and fainted. But did these two Marys run away? No. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He's risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Jesus had risen from the dead. This was his resurrection. But how would the two Marys and the rest of the disciples know it was really true? Well, it goes on to say, So the women hurried away from the tomb, yet afraid, yet filled with joy, and they ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. He came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Jesus himself appeared to Mary and Mary. There couldn't be any doubt, surely. Except, there's a different story that was also told at the same time. And this is part two of the part one of Jesus' resurrection story in Matthew. And for that, we need our next wonderful contestants, Luke and Sarah, up you come. Now, I believe that Sarah, who, you're guessing, Sarah's miming. Okay, so... Are you ready? Are we ready on the sound desk for the next round of Give Us a Clue? Go for it, Sarah and Luke. Soldiers. Yes! Ha! Uh, vicars. Priests. Yes! <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> Uh, running away. Uh, 
uh, sleeping and waking up resurrection. <laughs> words T stealing 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 the clothes oh yes oh, the, oh, when they were gambling about the clothes <laughs> the overthinking priest <laughs> stealing the clothes oh you got me they thought somebody had come to steal the body yes <laughs> last one let's see what we can do it in the time scale Opening something, spices. I'm trying to remember the story. You know, that's the real acting. <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea what that is. A, a bag, a cloak, a bag. It doesn't really help me. OK, do we give them this? Luke, do you want to see what it was? Lots of money. Oh, lots of money. <laughs> OK. Thank you very much, Luke and Seth. <laughs> Brilliant. So, again, this is what was also told happened in the story. Shall I put this back? In the story, the chief priests... Um, this place is a different story. And we're going to read about what happened here. It says, while the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised the plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor... We will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. The chief priest didn't want the people to believe that Jesus really was the Son of God and that he'd been resurrected from the dead. And they were willing to pay these soldiers loads of money just so they would make up this lie about Jesus being stolen his body being stolen. However, if we look at these two different stories, it's clear to see which one is based on actual evidence, eyewitness accounts of seeing an angel and meeting Jesus, and which one was very obviously made up. But why would the chief priest want to make up a story like that? Well, because to tell the truth would have meant a massive change in their lives. It would have meant giving up all this power and influence that they had and instead acknowledging that the only way to be forgiven for all the wrong things that we had done was through Jesus and that they had put to, get, put to death the Son of God. And that's what the whole story of Easter is really about. It's about a rescue mission to save us all. God created the world and everything in it. It was perfect but we spoiled it. We did things wrong. We sinned. God wants us all to be with him after we've lived our lives here on earth. But we can't join him in his heavenly kingdom because it's perfect and we are 
imperfect because we've sinned. In fact, all of us have done things wrong. But what if there was a perfect sacrifice, a perfect exchange to take the place of our punishment for our sins and enable us to be forgiven of all of our sins? That meant we could be with God for eternity when we die. And that's what happened when Jesus was crucified. And what happened at Jesus' resurrection was that God showed that the power of his love for each and every one of us was far, far greater than the power of sin. Death isn't the end of us. We have instead been promised new life with Jesus. And that sounds like a pretty amazing thing to me. Something you'd want to share with everyone you know, surely. Tell them about it. And that is exactly what happens in part two of Jesus' resurrection story in Matthew's Gospel. Jesus tells his followers to go and meet him in Galilee, of all places. And that's a bit of an odd request. You know, if you're in the capital of Israel at that time, Jerusalem, surely that's the best place to tell everyone that you're alive. But instead, Jesus tells his disciples to meet him in Galilee. Now imagine this is taking place in the UK. And we'd say, yeah, brilliant, what's like, the most important part? It's surely the capital of the UK. We'd say, yeah, let's go and tell everyone about Jesus in London. And Jesus says, that's a good idea. I'm actually thinking Swindon. <laughs> now, I'm not in any way putting down Swindon. A lot of wonderful people I know live in Swindon. Just want to make that clear before the angry letters start arriving. This is actually Jesus' life on earth coming full circle. Jesus may have been born in Bethlehem, but he grew up in Galilee. He started his teaching, his ministry, and meeting his disciples in Galilee, in the area. And so this is Jesus coming back at the end of his time of earth, back to where it all began for him. And he meets his disciples on the top of a mountain, and he leaves them his friends with one final important message. Go. Go then. That was a bit of a mumbled reference, I'm sure. You, they almost learned it. My job is almost done. <laughs> that amazing news has to be shared with everyone. This incredible story of God's love, of sins forgiven, of Jesus' victory over death, has to be shared with everyone. And that's why what happens in the resurrection in Matthew's Gospel is, is as important today as it was then. This good news, this best news ever, must be shared with everyone. Now, those of you still paying attention, I'm sure may well be thinking, hold on, Tim, you said the second part was also in two parts. Oh, you're right. And it is. It still is. Because it's the challenge for us today. Who will you share the story of Jesus' resurrection with? Where will you go to share it? Part two of the story is your story. Jesus said to his disciples, and we're going to be using the, new, uh, the MIV translation here, not the Good News Bible, which is where our memory verse is from. 
Uh, he said, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus promised to be with us always. When he left earth, he didn't leave us on our own, but he promised us and left us his Holy Spirit. And we're going to be thinking about that in a few weeks' time. But for now, Jesus wants you to share his message of love and good news with everyone. People you know, people you don't yet know. It's not always easy, but it's too good a good news story not to share.